This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into episode 56 of the Brutally Honest podcast. Uh, going solo today um, over the Christmas holiday, just busy time for both Daniel and I. Um, I barely made enough time to get this in myself, so but wanted to bring you guys a show. Uh, I know we are on a kind of a sporadic schedule, um, as we always try to promise you. Um, you know, we try and get back on that consistent schedule for you and uh, yeah, bring you content as we can. So um, you know, a lot's been happening in the NFL. Uh, a lot's been happening all over sports, especially with the amount of COVID outbreaks and things of that nature. I know, like, for example, the Baltimore Ravens, um, I think Lamar is going to be out. I know Tyler Huntley is out. Um, so they're going to have to go to their third string quarterback in a game in which they pretty much need to win. So um, COVID ramping up, um, vaccinated, not vaccinated players are, are getting it, are um, – having problems with that. So that's something to monitor, something to like keep your eye on as we go forward, uh, especially into the postseason, and, and we'll see how that affects everything. Um, basically, we're bringing you uh, week 15 coverage, week 15 action. Um, I'll, I'll cover for Daniel on, on this on this respect that, uh, you know, I'll go over the, the Jets and Dolphins week uh, or game that was. Um, basically, Throughout that game, um, Zach Wilson tried to play more relaxed, uh, tried to take what what the defense was giving him. Uh, overall, he he finished with a pretty decent stat line. I mean, thirteen for twenty three, for one seventy. Uh, no no picks, and but no touchdowns as well. So kind of you know call it pedestrian if you will. But uh, kid still to me looks poised. I mean, I, I I love the kid's upside. I think he's a million times further where than where Sam Darnold was at this time. So uh, I tell Daniel that all the time. I know things are bad right now. Um, who knows if, if Robert Sala is the guy, uh, you know, it's too early to say uh, if he is or if he isn't, I know they've struggled mightily on defense, whether you call that personnel or, or coaching or both. Um, yeah. I think Zach Wilson is, I, I, I don't doubt in Zach Wilson's ability. Uh, his decision-making I think has gotten better progressively, uh, you know, still have some, some way to go, but, uh, what young quarterback doesn't other than, I mean, you, I guess you could argue Justin Herbert, but um, other than that, I mean, I think, I think the Jets are a team in which um, they have a lot of holes. They have a lot of, you know, disadvantages, but at the same time, I love Zach Wilson's upside. Um, the Jets ran for a total of 102 yards. Um, they only committed three penalties throughout the game and uh, only had one turnover, a fumble. Uh, so really against a, a, division rival uh if you will in the uh, Dolphins and as well as uh you know a game in which the Dolphins needed to win I think the Jets showed up pretty well obviously uh, a loss is a loss a win is a win um but uh there are some positives to take from this one if you are a Jets fan if you are a uh 
J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets uh, supporter. So um, there was a play where in which um, basically it was a sweep uh, to the to the running back. And then Wilson like basically got the ball back on like a almost like a lateral. Um, and he evaded at least three defenders, basically juked like it looked like a Madden move, avoided three defenders and hit Ryan Griffin for a 23 yard gain. That was quite a play. Um, if you guys, you know, are curious about that, I'll try to attach that play into our, uh, into our description box for you. That was, that was pretty lit. I mean, that was, that was a, that was badass. Um, Zach Wilson just running for his life, juking people like he's Saquon Barkley, just badass, badass play for sure. Um, Dolphins had three turnovers, so on that respect, I mean, Jets definitely had opportunities to win this game. Um, but in the end, I mean, the the, the Dolphins had a, a well-balanced attack, uh, regardless of turnovers. Um, offense had 196 yards through the air and 183 on the ground, so um, that's just about 50-50. Uh, and they controlled the time of possession, uh, you know, pretty single-handedly. So um, a game in which uh, – you know, there are, like I said, there's there's a lot to take away from on both sides. Uh, Dolphins could have played better. They kind of played sloppy with the turnovers. But at the same time, the Jets showed up. They were ready to play. Um, and, yeah, Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm nowhere near on the uh, – against Zach Wilson so far. I think the kid is – I like the kid. I root for him. Uh, I love watching him play. He's just – he's electric. Um and I, I hope the best for him. I hope the best for that Jets organization in which they've just been abused the last five, six, I mean, probably going on eight, nine years now. I'm dating myself, but um, yeah, it, it was a game in which Zach Wilson didn't look bad and the Jets came just short on uh, on pulling that off. So um, from there, we moved to, I guess we can go Eagles-Washington football team, a uh, game in which was supposed to be on a Sunday. I think it was a one o'clock or a four o'clock sl uh, slot. Got moved um, to Tuesday night, which was extremely weird for me. Um, still got to catch most of it. Um, definitely caught that first drive in which, you know, Jalen Hurts is a third down. Uh, rolls out, goes to Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard catches it basically for maybe half a second. Lets it drop off of his heel bounces up and uh, Washington gets the interception. So quite the weird play. I've never seen anything like that. Um, it was really disappointing. I'll, I'll say that, you know, not to blast uh, Dallas Goddard, but at the same time, like the guy doesn't even like, like he, he looks at the ball into his hand for like half a second and he's already like worried about going upfield. Like, how about we catch the ball first, you know, control it. But, you know, the mistakes are going to happen. It was just like a bonehead play, in my opinion, especially because then he didn't even realize, like, the ball was picked off. It, it just looked like it looked like they didn't play for two weeks. So, um, you know, I know they, they had a game just around this, I mean, two weeks ago, call it, a uh, little over uh, against the Jets. But um, just sloppy to start the game. And then um, next possession, Eagles are moving down the field. Jalen Hurts gets popped, uh, ball comes out, and basically gets recovered by Washington. And, and just, like, pretty much the worst way you can start a game um, is, is how the Eagles started that game. Um, Washington, obviously, with uh, 
Garrett Gilbert, uh, Garrett Gilbert. I can't say that. That's a tongue twister for me. But uh, a guy that in which like he's bounced around the league. He's I think he's played like what maybe five to ten five to ten games around that ballpark. He uh, he joined the team I think from Thursday from New England uh, from the practice squad. So Washington also another team in which is going through the COVID uh, the COVID bug the COVID uh, annihilator of, of of their players it is obviously eminent. Um, so Garrett Gilbert, I, I actually don't think like he looked bad. I know a lot of people were saying like, he's absolute garbage. Uh, he has no idea what he's doing. Obviously the Eagles don't have like probably film on him or, uh, if they do it's very, very limited, but I don't think the guy did that bad at all. Um, you know, them finishing with 17 points obviously isn't, isn't groundbreaking, isn't, uh, you know, Mahomes or anything, but no one expected that. I think in a division game, uh, for a guy to come in really with with probably hardly any knowledge of the playbook, um, to say the least, is is quite impressive. Um, that possession that I think the Redskins come away with three. Um, so it's really ten to nothing to start the game. Um, and after Jalen Hurts didn't play against the Jets, he's he's you know basically going through an ankle injury, you know, having to deal with an ankle injury. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it was concerning to say the least as a, a person that roots for the Eagles. It, it's, it was like, holy hell, we could easily just like piss this game. They just looked flat. They didn't look like they were ready to play. Um, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts goes to the sideline after the fumble is recovered. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, Nick Sirianni is like immediately ripping him a new asshole. Like the second that guy gets, you know, towards the sideline, um, Sirianni is ripping into him, telling him he didn't protect the ball, probably yelling, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Something to that effect. Uh, so yeah, it, it's definitely an instance in which like we didn't see Nick Sirianni really ream anybody out yet. Um, at least to that extent, I know he's, he's going off on the rest, which, Believe me, I would probably have a stroke or or and or a heart attack, probably and a heart attack, uh, trying to deal with these awful refs. And I'm the first one to complain about the refs. Sorry, sorry, not sorry about that. Um, I just think they blow so many calls or they call things that against one team that is blatantly obvious against another. I, you know, who knows what is going on there? But um, yeah, I, he he rips into Jalen Hurts really from that point forward. Jalen Hurts turns a corner. Um, says, get off my back, Sirianni, you corny bastard. I, I'm, I'm the quarterback of this team. He says, you know, Gardner Minshew, stay on the bench. I'm, I'm the man around here. I run this. I run this place. So, um, yeah, um, from that point forward, I mean, they, they ran the ball very, very, very effectively. Um, I have here basically uh, Eagles shine with the running game. 238 yards, Miles Sanders accounting for 131 of that. Jordan Howard at 69 yards, and Jalen Hurts pad, padded that off a little bit as well with, with 38 of his, of his own. Uh, two tutties, two, two, two run-in tutties, so you can't, can't hate that, obviously. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think this is one of his better games. Um, Washington's a, a team that's, you know, beat up, um, hampered by – COVID, that, thing, that, that, this, and the other, but uh, you play to win the game. Uh, you have to execute. And, and after falling down 10 to nothing, after not playing for two weeks, um, I do love how Jalen Hurts responded. Um, 
it was funny. I was listening to him post game and they were asking him like, you know, would you have played on, on Sunday if, if the game would have went on Sunday? And he's like, you know, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to get into speculation and things like that. So I think they're trying to keep other teams on their toes. Like in that respect, you don't want to give away all the information. And, and then uh, like you tell them Minshew's playing like, and then they had, they can scout Minshew quick. So I like that. I think Jalen Hurts is maturing for sure. I, I, I do struggle with like, is this the guy? Is this, is he consistent enough? But at the same time, he definitely shows you flashes. He, he's a leader. He's, I, I know that for a fact, like I, I'm rooting for the kid for sure. Like he, he has the it factor in my opinion. Like he has what you want in a quarterback. If he can just fine tune everything he's doing, he could be very, very effective. He's almost like a, a mini Russell Wilson to me. Um, I really just, I think that's a, the closest comparison I can make. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Eagles come out victorious in this 27-17. Um, defense, I mean, I, I still I still don't trust this defense. I know, I think it's it's ranked, like, ninth overall, uh, ninth, something like that. I think it's 10th against, or 11th against the pass or tied. It's right in that ballpark um, coming into this week. And it, it was one of those, like, I, I just – I still think they play a little too soft, a little too like they play back, they play zone so much. Um, and I get there's personnel issues that like, you know, if you were to play a man defense, like McLaren would probably go have 250 yards, that type of thing at times. Um, but at the same time, like I, I just want to see at least more aggressive blitzing. Um, I think Jonathan Gannon refuses to blitz unless the Eagles have a, a dominant lead which I just I hate that idea I hate that strategy and uh yeah I don't I don't know it just doesn't seem to get much better in that respect I mean the people are making plays people are flying around the field uh but you know obviously there there's flaws in this defense I think I mean I know Darius Slay is pretty much matched up on the best receiver every single week but um yeah for McLaren to just kind of like absolutely burn him a couple of times it is a little discouraging. I think Darius Slay for as much credit as he deserves, like he should get bashed a little bit more because I just think he lo either loses focus or he's not as quick. There, there's just something there that he's not like in the elite category for me. Like I, I'll watch a Marcus Peters play and like even at his age and, and at the miles on his body, like he obviously not this season with the injury, but just seeing him play, seeing – I mean, obviously, like the Jalen Ramseys, but even a guy like Marcus Peters, who I don't consider like top three or top two or anything, like he absolutely like just glues people. Like he just locks on people most of the time. So I don't know. It's just a little discouraging. I know that if the other pieces were better, I mean, uh, he, Darius Slay would probably look better as well. Like it would be uh, go hand in hand, uh, just like how Richard Sherman looked good and in Seattle with that defense with, with Cam Chancellor and the boys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's quite often, I think that Darius Slay gets a huge amount of hype and not that he's not good. He is a good player, but I've seen him get burned time and time again on, you know, basically him watching the ball and like just misjudging the ball or, or being off by multiple steps or just like, I, I don't know. He, he just, it's, it's frustrating for me. Like I, I, I like the guy, but I, you know, at the same time, he, I've seen his, I've seen him get lit, lit up enough to where it's like, it is frustrating. It is something I actually worry about. Not many, I don't think many Eagles fans 
take that into account. But, you know, the corner position is extremely important. And, you know, come like if we, if we make a playoff run or if we're even in the playoffs, that's going to matter so, so much. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Eagles and Giants this week, um, this weekend after, you know, a short week. Uh, I don't believe Daniel Jones is supposed to play. I, I, I'd have to get with the research department for that one. Um, I'd look for the Eagles to have a, a basically a bounce back game um, in comparison to where they were uh, with the Giants. What now th- going on three weeks ago, uh, a game in which Jalen Rager could have could have won um, for the Eagles, basically um, where Jalen Hurts hits him twice in the hands um, and drops both of them. Um, the one down the sideline definitely would have won the game. Uh, the one in the middle of the field, he was like what, right at the one. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a game in which the Eagles need to win. Um, we need to get in the playoffs. We're, we're right there. We're 500 ball team, which, it, it, you know, with all things considered, it could be worse. It definitely could be worse. Um, there are that Giants game to me stands out as a game I wish we could have back. And uh, yeah, the Chargers game as well. Uh, but that that was just a we got waxed on defense. So um, yeah, looking for revenge, looking for revenge against a, a shitty team, a team in which I like every time we play the Giants, I'm never like excited. I don't know why. It's just like it's the same old Giants. Even if we win, it's never like it never feels like we like. I don't know. It's just they're such a shit team that it's not fun. Win, lose, or draw. I mean, we want to win. We want to get that that you know inch our way into the playoffs. But uh, hopefully, we just beat the brakes off of them and get it over with. Um, especially after you know dropping the game we did, you know, three weeks ago. So I'm looking for. I think the Eagles will pull this out, even even though on a short week. I think it'll be. Uh, I'll take it like 24, 24 to ten, um, twenty four. 13, something like that. Uh, so uh, basically uh, another game I wanted to get into with, with the viewers and, and, and with you listeners, uh, basically uh, Packers Ravens, uh, an absolute thriller. It seems like every time the Ravens play this week or this year, um, they absolutely, you know, w- make it a wire to wire game. Like you can't, t- like I can't take my eyes off the, the team because they just like, it's, it's nonstop like entertainment. It's nonstop. Uh, you never know what they're going to do. Um, so uh, a game in which Aaron Rodgers, I mean, absolutely lit it up. Uh, a game in which Tyler Huntley, um, you know, proved to me that, like, the guy is not not a scrub by any by any stretch of the imagination. Like, he is – he's the real deal uh, as far as, like, a guy that could mature and be something in this league. Um, a guy that deserves at least a backup role right now. He, he's He's a playmaker especially with his legs and obviously hitting like Mark Andrews quite a bit in this game, but, but his legs are, are damn near close to Lamar Jackson's in my opinion. Um, I think he almost has like, you know, I'm not going to say better decision-making than Lamar, but he, he checked it down a lot. He, I don't know. He wasn't looking to make the big play like Lamar does every time I seems to, uh, I seem to watch the Ravens. So um, yeah, 30, the, the, the Packers, um, are just rolling. I mean, that, that's no, that's no surprise to anybody. 31 30 was the final, um, Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 31 for 268 and three tuds, uh, just an absolute, just murdered, murdered the Ravens secondary. 
Um, Aaron Jones didn't do too much. Uh, they didn't really run the ball all that effectively on the Ravens. But, um, yeah, I, if you look at the stat line, like a lot of these were very, very close in, in comparison, like total yards, uh, passing yards was, was fairly close. Ravens actually outrushed the Packers, but that's, I mean, mostly because of Huntley, I would say. Um, guy had 13 carries for 73 yards. Huntley through the air was 28 for 40 with 215, two tuds. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Mark Andrews, I swear to God, I've been saying it all year. Like, he is – he's up there for me. Like, he might be the best tight end in the game. Um, George Kittle's – like, he always gets hurt. I just don't like George Kittle to begin with. I don't know why. I just don't like the guy. So, uh, I'll, I'll slot Mark Andrews above him. I think Travis Kelsey is a hell of a tight end as well, but look at all the weapons they have. Like Mark Andrews is the, the featured uh, weapon for the, for the Baltimore Ravens. And like, everybody knows that everybody knows in the red zone, like they're probably going to go to him unless they run it. And like, nobody can stop it. Like he's getting over hundred yards a game, damn near almost every game as of late. So, I mean, he, he's, he's a great player. I, I, he's worth every penny to me. I, I constantly tell one of my close friends that like, I swear to God, do anything to keep that guy. He he's so far like on the field, pretty much every game. Like he he's durable. He's a big target. He's quick for how his size. Like he he's he's the real deal. So it'll be interesting. I mean, we're now going into to the next week of this, uh, of you know football here for tomorrow, and it's it's tough. Like the Ravens are going to be, I, as far as I know, they're without Lamar. I know they're without Huntley. I think they are without Lamar as well. Um, so Josh Johnson is their third string. It's too bad. Trace McSorley uh, doesn't, you know, isn't holding down that third, that third quarterback spot. Cause just being a huge Penn state fan, I root for the kid and he hasn't really had any playing time, you know, minus a game at Pittsburgh. Uh, so yeah. And really, he didn't even start that game. Um, RG3 did. So, uh, quite a shame that Trace McSorley's on the Cardinals. I mean, he's not, probably not going to see the field. I, I, God knows if he even lasts in the NFL. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but um, yeah. It, it, otherwise, I mean, it's Josh Johnson. Uh, what to expect? I, I'm, I'm not really sure um, how ready to – I mean – I always think Jim Harbaugh gets the guys ready to play regardless of, of the situation. But uh, Josh Johnson career is one in seven in the NFL. Um, three tuds, or I'm sorry, that was in 2021. He's played three. No, no, no. He's played, right. I'm, I'm, I butchered all that. I'm getting the research department to uh, whisper in my ear here. But um, yeah, he, he's, in 2021, he's played just a, about just about 45 like attempts. So he's had 45 attempts. Um, not you know three tuds, one one pick. Um, I don't know. It, it, such a small sample size. Uh, guy is just not proven to do much of anything in the, in the NFL. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if he's a complete waste of space, I'm not going to go that far. But um, career, he he just had – like, he's one of those, like, Josh – who's Josh Johnson? You know what I mean? Like, 
at the end of the day, he he has been the year been in the league since 2009. Uh, he's got 11 touchdowns and and 15 picks. So not not anything to write home about. I, I think Joe Burrow is going to look to exploit that Ravens secondary, which is banged up. Um, I think the Ravens will get after Joe Burrow. I think like their their front um, with Campbell with away and the boys um, will serve to be a problem, at least at times for the, for the Bengals, but the Bengals did beat the, the Ravens last time around. And I look for the same here. I actually think, you know, they probably handle them at least by a touchdown. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate for the Ravens, just uh, the luck has continuously not been on their side. Um, whether it be like, yeah, they pulled out a lot of close games and, and that type of thing, but, now they're they've gone for it on fourth down to win the game twice. They're o they didn't get either one of those. They're o for, and uh, yeah, it, it just now you're on your third string quarterback in a game that you had to win, and it's it's just an uphill battle for them. I, I don't know what else to to really say. Um, I, I like I said, I look for the Ravens to lose this game, um, and and probably lose it by at least seven. I'll, I'll get into my picks here in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I don't see how they can compete with a Bengals team that's just as hungry um, and, and, you know, with their with their star quarterback in there. So, um, they absolutely dominated the Ravens last time, 41-17. to 17. Uh, Joe Burrow threw the ball 38 times, uh, had over 400 yards uh, passing. So, um, yeah, just, just a absolute domination last time around, I think. You're looking pretty much at the same thing, especially with no Lamar, no Tyler Huntley even. Uh, it's going to be extremely, extremely tough for the Ravens, and, and this might put a nail in their playoff chance coffin, if you will. Um, really, the only other uh, topics I wanted to cover before we get into just a couple picks here uh, is Buccaneers-Saints, uh, a game which absolutely shocked me. I mean, the Saints seem to always beat the Buccaneers – since Brady's been there, excluding the playoffs. Um, so that didn't shock me so much. It was, you know, they the, the Buccaneers got blanked. Um, Tom Brady, 26 for 48 for two, only 214 and a pick, no touchdown. Obviously, they're the shutout. <clears throat> so, yeah, love, love to see that. Uh, hate the Buccaneers, hate Tom Brady. Have to say that uh, every single time just because I just – I'm over Tom Brady. He needs to just get out of the league. And uh, so I can, once again, you know, have somebody else that I guess root against, but um, it's just old and and I'm tired of constantly having to talk about him. So, you know, Taysom Hill, 13 for 27, pretty pedestrian as well for 154. Um, they didn't even run the ball all that effectively. I mean, Camaro only had 18 yards rushing. Mark Ingram had 10 yards rushing. And Taysom Hill at 33. So, I mean, the Saints couldn't do much on offense, but defense absolutely locked them up. And, uh, yeah, it's um, – I don't know. It, it was shocking to see the Buccaneers shut out, even with – excuse me – even with Godwin going down, uh, Mike Evans didn't play. I mean, that, I don't I don't really care to hear the excuses. You have two great running backs in Ronald Jones – and Leonard Fournette, you have obviously Tom Brady, you have um, 
Gronkowski still. I, you know, they still have other weapons. Scotty Miller. Um, you know, it, it was just one of those games. They 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 came out flat. I saw Tom Brady absolutely demolish one of those Microsoft Surface <laughs> tablets. So I'm sure he'll he'll pay the NFL back for that, or or pay the refs back, whoever he's he's paying um, for that. But yeah, uh, love to love to see that. Um, Bengals taking first place in, in the NFC. Or I'm sorry, in the a- AFC North. Um, that's pretty interesting as well. Uh, I at the beginning of the year I picked the uh, Ravens to win that, and it, that is dwindling very quickly. Um, they're tied basically, but the Ravens control the tiebreaker. Uh, Ravens have lost three in a row. Uh, pretty much at the worst time to do that. Um, Currently, the, the Browns are playing. I'm going to check that score for you guys. Uh, let's check that right now. Because they, they're not out of it as well. Uh, it's halftime, 21 to 12, Green Bay. So not looking great, uh, obviously, with, with you know, the Cleveland Browns in a must-win game. So, yeah, that, that NFC – or that, I keep – damn it, I keep saying that. The AFC North um, – very, very tight right now. Um, wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals pull it off just because they're kind of that hot team this year. Um, I don't think they're as complete a, a team as the Ravens are when when healthy. Not even – I just don't. Um, I think the Ravens are better coached as well. But it's one of those, you know, how many injuries can you afford to, to go through? How many COVID um, – how much COVID can one team endure and, and – basically, you know, play without your guys and win. And it's just, it's been tough. So, um, yeah, with that being said, uh, the only other thing I was going to touch on is, is that the Lions beating the Cardinals, absolute, absolute haymaker of a, of a upset. Um, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Good for the, good for the Lions. Good for uh, Dan Campbell. I don't know how you can't like that guy. He is just like one of the most passionate coaches in the league, he was a Detroit Lion. Like he's trying to bring some hope to that that fan base. I, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's extremely tough with Aaron Rodgers in that division. Um, Vikings are never a, like a slouch. You can never like count them out completely either. Like they have players that just need probably a better quarterback and maybe a better coach. Uh, but that's a that's a discussion for another day. But good to see that. Uh, Cardinals need to kind of get back on track and they face the Colts this week. So not exactly a, a walk in the park. Um, so yeah, that, that other than that, um, you know, looking at some picks here, I'm actually going to stay with the Detroit lions. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the spread. They play the Falcons in Atlanta. Um, spread is six and a half plus six and a half. Uh, Falcons are favored. I, I, I'm a little, little hesitant to do this only because the Falcons have some playoff hopes alive and, and they've actually been better than really anybody thought they were going to be. But um, it's either the Reliance come out and fall flat on their face uh, after being like, I don't know, not too full of themselves, but they, they're, I think they're going to play somewhat confident to at least to start the game because of the, the insane upset they just pulled. Um so taking them six and a half, uh, I don't think is is a bad play here. Um, I could see them, you know, maybe rattling off a win, 
But at the same time, the Falcons have so much more to play for uh, in, in the context of playoff hopes and, and things of, of that nature. So, um, yeah, regardless, taking line six and a half, book it, you know, what, whatever you want to do with that. But um, that's my that's one of my picks. Um, took the Bengals on a spread as well. Uh, I think that's a lock, damn near a lock, with Huntley being out, with Lamar being out. Um, yeah, I, I I look for the Bengals to cover their spread. Um, I think that's a I think that was a seven point spread if I'm not mistaken, as well. I don't know if they're going to change that. Um, closer to the time of the game, we'll check that right now. Uh, while I'm checking that, the last last one I had, and I actually just touched on this as well. I look for the Colts to for Colts money line um, Colts run the ball. Damn. They're the best in the NFL. They, they might even be at this current moment. Um, don't crucify me for not knowing, but um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor having an MVP style season guy, such a young player and are already just, just ripping it. So uh, Cardinals run defense. I did look into that is, is 17th in the league. So that being said, I look for Jonathan Taylor to have a good, good game. Um, you know, we'll see if the Cardinals can with, uh, you know, now the Colts lost Darius Leonard, maybe, excuse me, uh, the Cardinals uh, can get on track offensively and, and maybe we get, we get in a shootout type of type of scenario. Uh, but I still look to, for the Colts to ground and pound. I just think the Colts are such a hot team also right now that it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like, who they're playing. I, I do have some trust in them. They just beat, you know, the Colts two weeks ago. Uh, and then they turn around and beat the piss out of the Patriots, which I love to see that. So with a, a after these, after this game, really it's the Raiders and Jags. I, I look for the Colts to, to round out the season hot. Um, and I'm going to take a money line here. They play tonight. They actually play in a little bit. So we'll see if that holds true. And other than that, um, yeah, it, it's there's some games where I, you know, I, you could pit like you could take the Chargers spread against Houston. That might be a fair play. That might be a, a safe pick. But other than that, uh, good amount of division games. You got Buffalo, New England. You got Tampa Bay, Carolina. And yeah, I mean now Denver and and Vegas. So some some interesting ones. Not a not an absolute like you know, dumpster fire of a, of a matchup week. Some, some weeks are brutal. Some weeks are crazy hard to pick, but um, a lot of division games, ton, ton of really division games. So uh, yeah, the spread is still at seven. I think that you can hammer the Bengals spread. I, I just, with a third string being in, I, I just have almost full confidence in that. So uh, <clears throat> to wrap it up, um, you know, covered Jets, Eagles, covered some picks here. Bucks were shut out. So we'll come back with you this week. Um, looking early in the week to do another pod. Daniel should be on as well. So um, as always, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, even though it's it's kind of dwindling away. Unfortunately, goes comes and goes so fast every year. And it seems to get, damn, it seems to get even faster um, every year I'm alive. So um, yeah, take this time to be with your loved ones, to not take anything for granted as we're never, 
never uh, guaranteed tomorrow, really. If, you know, not to get deep with you guys, it's a sports podcast, but um, yeah, just uh, be grateful for every year. And uh, you know, approaching a, a, a new year, we uh, we try and we're going to try and ramp it up. We say this all the time, but we're just going to try and take it up a notch and uh, you know, try and give you guys as much content. I'm going to really, really devote more time to this as, as I can, you know, when I can, I will hundred percent. And yeah, big plans in in the works. So as always, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, we will catch you later on this week with some breakdown of the NFL and getting into the college playoff matchups and bowl games. Peace.